0: Thank you for tuning in to the sermon webcast of Living Savior. We are one church serving in two locations, Asheville and Hendersonville, North Carolina. For more information, go to lsavior.org. Normally, he's quiet, but he's quite capable of making a grand entrance He can arrive with the sound of an approaching tornado. He can do that. He can send flames of fire which divide and which come to rest on human beings without singeing a hair on anybody's head. He can do that too. He can give a number of people the Ability to to talk like native speakers to Parthians, Medes, and Elamites, or to Egyptians, Cretans, and Libyans, and to do that without any previous training or learning in those languages. The Holy Spirit is God. There's nothing that He can't do. But should I expect Him to do that? Not necessarily. Likewise, should I expect that he should give me the ability to heal someone's injury just with the the touch of my hand? I shouldn't expect that. Nor should I expect that he will give me prophecies and insights that he hasn't given any other human being. I shouldn't expect that either. So what should I expect? Or what should you expect today as we celebrate the festival of pentecost which is the festival of the holy spirit you and i are once again listening to the words of jesus and he he answers that question very directly by sending us the holy spirit you and i should expect that jesus will give us peace his peace By sending us the Holy Spirit, you and I should expect that Jesus will give us peace through his word as he and his eternal Father make their home with us. Fifty days prior to that first Christian Pentecost, it's not hard to imagine what was racing through the disciples' hearts and minds. The The whole city was in uproar. The people of Jerusalem were, were really supposed to be celebrating the Passover, and yet the, the hot-button topic was not that. Influential men were conspiring against Jesus of Nazareth. Learned Pharisees, Joined forces with cynical Sadducees, along with the powerful leaders of Jerusalem synagogues, because their intent was they were going to put Jesus of Nazareth to death. Gathered in an upstairs room in Jerusalem, the the twelve apostles certainly heard some of those rumors. Certainly were aware of that. And then along with that, another concern, as they gathered there with their teacher, their rabbi, Jesus kept telling them that he was going to leave, that he he was going to depart this life. So who would advise them in the troubled future? Who would comfort them in their fear? Who would give them the the right frame of mind so that they could actually go out into this troubled city and out into the troubled world and, and witness on Jesus' behalf? How would they know not only what to do, how would they know what they were supposed to say? Jesus knew their troubled hearts and minds, so he told them, I will not leave you as orphans. No, I I, I will not leave you as orphans, he said. Instead, the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. For the next seven weeks, the Disciples puzzled over those words. For the next seven weeks, the disciples undoubtedly discussed them with, with one another as to what they meant. But then on that Jewish Pentecost Sunday, the Holy Spirit arrived. The sound like a violent wind, tongues of fire, Languages that allowed those 12 Galileans to communicate with the Parthians and the Medes and the Elamites and the Egyptians and Libyans and, and, and Cretans. But most of all, when the Holy Spirit arrived, he arrived teaching and reminding those disciples of all things, of all the things that Jesus had said parables to illustrate how God operates his kingdom lessons from Christ about God's high and holy standards for human behavior and human thinking and about how God simply does not overlook human wrongdoing lessons about the Lord's compassion and his, 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 his capacity to be kind. Great events such as how this Jesus of Nazareth was crucified by those who were conspiring to kill him, and yet he rose on the third day and then he ascended to the right hand of the Father the Holy Spirit came to those individuals so that they had the words in the mind and and in the heart and on the lips of all the things that Jesus had said so that they had something real and practical and true to tell as they went out into that, that city of Jerusalem. Now, I'm not a I'm not a conspiracy theorist i I don't spend hours and hours trying to determine who is who's scheming behind the scenes against me or against the church or who's who's conniving to somehow destroy the reputation of Jesus Christ still it is isn't it obvious even to those of us who aren't conspiracy theorists that the world today is is just as troubled as Jerusalem once was. Nowadays, we too have learned and cynical and powerful men and women who are opposing the 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 holy standard of what is right and wrong, what God is, has etched into every human conscience. Nowadays, those those same individuals hate the God who who gives them thoughts that accuse them of guilt against his holy standards. And nowadays, we too, like Jerusalem of old, have many powerful people who refuse to believe that Jesus Christ is the one redeemer from those accusing thoughts, from that, from that guilt. And yet, Jesus has not left us as orphans either. Instead, he sends the Advocate, the, the Counselor, the, the Holy Spirit to help us as he teaches us all things and reminds us of everything Jesus said. That's what the Bible is all about, isn't it? The Bible is the, the Word of God. The, the Bible is the, the message of Jesus but the holy spirit does much more than simply put words on a page the holy spirit does much more than preserve eternal truth in a collection of 66 books the holy spirit does much more than give us this 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 book about which we can say that's that's the good book and well that's that's the best thing we got no the holy spirit takes those very words of moses and the prophets and and of apostles and evangelists which are ultimately the words of christ himself he takes those very words and he he teaches them to us and 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 reminds us of of how meaningful they actually are so jesus tells a tells a parable about a about a mustard seed and how the mustard seed is the is the tiniest of all the seeds a gardener may have and yet and yet they plant it and it becomes the the the, the largest plant in the garden and well that's much more than a lesson of biology the holy spirit uses that parable to teach me and you that the way God operates, his saving activity uh, 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 appears to be very very tiny, very insignificant. Often it's hardly noticed, and yet it becomes for us and so many others the, the greatest thing that has ever happened. The, 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 the gift of eternal life. Or St. Mark records the account of Jesus and the twelve, they're crossing the lake in a fishing boat, and suddenly there's this terrific storm and a violent wind, and the, the waves are crashing over the side of the boat, and the disciples are terrified, and, and Jesus stands up and he says, quiet, be still. And instantly, just like that, the the wind stops, and the instantly, just like that, the 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 water of the lake becomes as as smooth as glass. That's not just a sweet little Bible story that's fun to know. That's the Holy Spirit reminding you that Jesus speaks as the all-powerful Son of God and that he can easily, with his word, control and direct and change anything and everything that might threaten you. King David sings this psalm praising the Lord because the Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in love. He will not treat us as our sins deserve or repay us according to our iniquities. That's not just ancient poetry from a a, a gifted musician. The Spirit of the Lord was on David's tongue Scripture says that the Spirit of the Lord was on David's tongue as he sang those words. And the Spirit takes those words and reminds you and me that of all the, the, the qualities, the, the praiseworthy qualities of the Lord, his compassion and his grace and his freely given forgiveness is right there at the top of the list. There are a lot of folks who read the Bible and they, they admire it as an excellent portrayal of the human condition. They, they, they look on Scripture as, as literature that, you know, you really ought to read the Bible. As, you know, it's for them right there with, with Shakespeare's plays or Moby Dick or The Old Man in the Sea. But then Jesus sends the Holy Spirit to them. And the Holy Spirit uses those very words to remind them of everything that Jesus said, to teach them all the things that they really need to to believe and, 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 and put into practice. Jesus sends the Holy Spirit to explain the words of God, the word of Scripture, so convincingly we come to love the word, and so do others, and we come to to love Jesus as so many others do. I suppose you consider yourself you can consider yourself a serious Bible scholar if you recognize the name Thaddeus. Thaddeus appears on two of the lists of the 12 apostles. Apparently Thaddeus also went by the name Jude or Judas, although he's certainly not the, the Judas Iscariot that betrayed Jesus to those conspirators. Thaddeus, we hardly know anything about him. In fact, Scripture tells us only one thing that he said, And yet that one thing that he said elicited from Jesus a a, a very sweet promise. You see, Thaddeus was also in that upper room in Jerusalem when the whole city was in uproar and Thaddeus also was aware of this conspiracy that was going on behind the scenes to to kill Christ and Thaddeus was also afraid because Jesus was saying that he was going to leave them so Thaddeus spoke up to voice this wish that Jesus would just he would just show himself just show his power as the son of God maybe in Thaddeus mind he, he wanted Jesus to gather up his angel armies and drive all of his enemies out of the world. And yet, to Thaddeus' request along those lines, Jesus spoke something that's far sweeter and far more excellent. He told him, anyone who loves me will obey my teaching, my word, My Father will love them, and we will come to them and and make our home with them. That's more than sweet, isn't it? Not just for Thaddeus to hear. Isn't that more than sweet also for you? Think about that. By the Holy Spirit working through the Word. You know that Jesus' eternal father directed his son to to walk out of that upstairs room in Jerusalem to to present himself to those conspirators and to allow them to to nail him to a Roman cross. By the Spirit through the Word you 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 come to know that he was pierced for our iniquities. pierce for our transgressions. crushed for our iniquities as the prophet says. That's how much your father loves you. By the spirit working through God's word you believe that God sent his son Jesus to take all of your guilt upon himself and to atone for it, and to wipe all of your wrongdoing off of his record. That's how much the Father loves you. By the Holy Spirit working through the word, you'd treasure the fact that Jesus' eternal Father raised his son from the grave as proof positive Not only that you will rise from the grave someday, but that you will stand before him enjoying the not guilty verdict that you already enjoy now. And by the Spirit working through the word, you've come to trust that the risen Savior ascended to the right hand of the Father where he he rules all things for your good. That's how much... The father loves you, and the father's love is not like those earthly fathers who feel that for some reason they they got to keep their distance. Your, your father is not somewhere up there among the stars that he created. Jesus' father is your father who who makes his home with you. He makes his home with you, and lovingly provides for your needs lovingly protects you from every evil, lovingly listens to your prayers, hears your cries, dries your tears. Jesus' Father is your Father who, like Jesus, is residing with you always, never to leave you. That's the sweet promise that the Holy Spirit plants deep in your heart and in your mind. Thaddeus needed to know that for the rest of his earthly days. So did Philip and Bartholomew and Thomas and Peter and James and John. So did those thousands of people who gathered in Jerusalem for that Jewish harvest festival called Pentecost. They, they needed to know that. They needed to hear that. So before he ended his face-to-face instruction, Jesus promised that he and the Father would send the Holy Spirit to work through his word, to teach to remind, to encourage, to comfort, to grant strength, to give hope, to give us the the sort of peace that's really way beyond our usual way of thinking. Yeah, to that gathering of disciples and to you and me, Jesus says, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and and do not be afraid. Why not? Because Jesus' peace makes otherwise fearful, fearful hearts confident in his presence and in his power. Because Jesus' peace sustains troubled souls through every sort of heartache and disappointment. Because by sending us the Holy Spirit, working through his word, Jesus and our Heavenly Father make their home with us. We at peace with God and God at peace with us. God the Father making his home with us, staying with us, residing with us. To give us the peace, the peace of Christ, that can never, ever be taken away. Amen.